Well, let's get into the round 16 sports bet podcast with Batman and Robin, Brown and Richardson. Great to have the great man here as always. Good to see you, Nathan. How are you? It's been a big week, Matt. It's been a big week uh, in footy, as Eddie says. Uh, looking forward to getting into this week. Uh, but what about the news yesterday of Surioli retiring? Still got two years to run on a contract, $650,000 a year. Um, I haven't seen an outpouring like this for a player retiring ever. Yeah, incredible yesterday. If you looked at social media, it was about the only thing that came up on your news feed. Not a big shock, I don't reckon, Brownie. He, uh, I reckon once he went away to Darwin about four or five weeks ago, you had to think that probably Cyril was thinking about his future and no great surprise, but one of the great players of the last 10 to 12 years, just the thing that he brought to the game... His pressure, he was pressure before pressure was trendy, if you look at it that way. <laughs> he he was the man that really started that sort of stuff. His 15 touches were worth 30, 35. Yeah. And, yeah, he's going to be missed. He's going to be missed across the league and at Hawthorne. Who are some of the players? Like, he's great to watch. Yeah. I mean, who are some of the players that you've sat back over the years and and you'd pay good admission because you obviously get to go to the games yeah. for free being a a, a, a Hall of Famer. Um, who do you love to watch play? I mean, I, current players, yeah. I love watching Toby Green just yeah. because he does everything right. He's got that bit of spunk about him. Obviously been injured a lot this year, but last year and the year before when he played good footy, I loved watching Toby Green. Yeah, he's he's an elite talent, Toby Green. I, I agree with you. I love watching him play. Look, the usual suspects. I love watching Dustin Martin play. I love watching Lance Franklin play. Generally, guys that kick goals, Brownie, I like watching play. Mm. Uh, not too many defenders I'd go to the game to watch, <laughs> to be honest with you. You're, Actually, not, going to, you're not going to watch Chip Frawley? I'm not going. I'm not going to, all, all uh, due respect to Chip, I'm not going to watch him or Phil Davis play. <laughs> Fabulous, Phil. Um, in the days gone by, uh, I mean, went to a few games where Geelong played and Gary Ablett Sr. Like, I love watching Junior as well, but Gary Ablett Sr.'s had this electricity around him. Anytime he went near the ball, he was such a, a huge man. I mean, like, yeah. I stood next to him one day to get his autograph as a young kid, and I couldn't not fathom how big his quads and how arched his back was yeah. and his shoulders. He was a huge man. He was a powerhouse. I guess the other one, when I was a kid, I loved uh, watching Tony Lockett play. He was one out inside 50. You just knew every week he was going to kick eight or nine goals, and he was unbelievable. I guess one of the other big things, obviously, this week, Brownie, is the World Cup moving on. I saw a great photo uh, yesterday of Harry Kane, the man of the moment, uh, the English captain, got them through to the last eight. I saw a photo of him when he was 10 or 11 years of age with his hero, David Beckham, and it got me yeah. thinking about meeting your heroes. That was obviously a great moment. They say not to. Well, they say not to. Harry Kane met his, had a photo taken with him. You ever met any of your heroes? I have. Um, in, a, in a sporting sense, one of my biggest heroes as a young kid was uh, the dominator, Wayne Johnston, and he was obviously a, a runner at our club, but uh, I was a, still am a massive music fan, and I yeah. was a huge in the mid-90s, a massive Oasis yeah, fan. And as I was. I loved Liam Gallagher. I loved Noel Gallagher. But I loved Liam just because, as you know, sometimes I could be a naughty boy, and I liked He's the a- fact that he was a bit naughty, he was a bit different, and he just had this cool swagger yeah. about him, Liam. Liam Gallagher's the to- is like a Toby Green, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's got the, uh, that, that voice was just that, that yeah. is synonymous with Oasis. And I was in. And you Bruce- actually met him. Is that what you're going to say? Yeah, I met Liam Gallagher. <laughs> I was at a, uh, a wedding. It was my... Uh, brother's wedding up in Brisbane. It would have been a, probably a little bit over a decade ago, maybe yeah. 12 years ago now. So we're in a hotel in Brisbane. I stepped in the lift um, and 
Liam Gallagher was the only man in there. So we were going down from a, a certain floor and uh, down to the bottom and he had a foot uh, Brisbane and it was yeah, summer yeah. and it was still hot, but he had this long sort of trench coat on which that was, was his trademark, zipped though. all the way up to yeah. his chin. He had his glasses on in the lift, <laughs> dark, dark glasses. Oh, rock star. And he had the long hair obviously down over his head, the chops yeah. on and going like that. The Beatles hair eh? And it took until the, the doors close, what do I say here? What do, this is Liam Gallagher. He's yeah. one of my all-time heroes. Yeah. Played every single, listened to every album, had him on the wall. And I looked at him and said, how you going, Liam? And he's turned his head, didn't turn any part of his body, just turned his head and nodded and then turned his head back, did not say a word. <laughs> <laughs> we got down to the bottom and then he walked out. The fact that he nodded, though, that, yeah. that's all you needed out of Liam, I reckon. Uh, I've, I've met, I told you the Eddie Vedder story earlier in the year on the Sports Bet podcast, but uh, I remember as a kid, I was a massive cricket fan. I wouldn't say he was a hero, but he was an international cricketer, Bill Athey. He was a batsman for England. England played the West Indies at the Devonport Oval, 1986. We're down there the day before the game. Never had a Benson and Hedges Cup. I don't know if I can say that anymore, can you? Yeah, you yeah, can. You're allowed to mention a, a smoking uh, company. Anyway, we're down at the Devonport Oval the day before. The English boys are in the nets. We watched Bill Athey in the nets for about 45 minutes. We had our little miniature cricket bats, our autograph books. We waited patiently. There were hardly any, any kids around. It was us and about three or four others. And Bill walked out of the nets. We were standing directly where he walked out of the nets. He looked at us. I asked him, excuse me, Bill, can I have your autograph? And he looked straight through me and kept walking. <laughs> I have never, ever, ever had a hatred for anyone in my life except Bill Athey from that moment on. I went to bed that night. All I could think about was Bill Athey getting a duck the next day. He didn't get a duck, but he only got three. Malcolm Marshall got him LBW, and I have not disliked Bill Athey ever since that day. Never met your heroes, I reckon. Never met your heroes, no, silly Bill Athey. School holidays at the moment, Matt. Kids yeah. are at home. I've got four kids, as you know. It's hard work. Um, I've had I admire mo- you for that, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> it's expensive. It's I expensive. It I don't is. know how we're going to get through the next... Uh, <laughs> Uh, the next week, but we went out to the Dandenongs on yeah. Monday, and my kid Jude, who's still toilet training, the, the girls get it fine. Like yeah, Ava and Helena yeah, are a bit yeah. older, they got toilet training within a week. Jude, I don't know what's wrong well, with boys. boys. Are a bit slower. He is a bit slow at, at uh, getting this because yeah. it's been at least four months now, yeah. and he just every now and again, uh, just as a as a turd anywhere he wants, or pulls down his pants and has a weenie. We're on this track, and uh, we're probably two k's away from anywhere where there's yeah. a toilet. Yeah. And he said, um, Daddy, I need to go to toilet. I need to go to toilet. I need to go to right. toilet. I said, well, well, at least he said that. Two k's away. I said, yeah. it's okay. We're out in the bush. There's a, such a thing. You know, there's a bush boy. Well, there's also you can do a bush poo. I said, the kangaroos <laughs> are out here. They do they do poos. Have a look. There's probably rabbit poo over there. And I pointed yeah. out some yeah. poo. And he just refused. He, he couldn't f- figure out or fathom that he needed to poo well, on the ground. He just didn't want to do it. Well, doesn't that mean he's learning then? Well, it does, but... He was happy to do like a bush wee. Right. And so then he goes, no, I'm not doing it. And I said, all right, well, let's walk back. I said, can you hold on? He goes, yeah, I can hold on. So then um, all of a sudden, probably about 100 metres down the track, and I could start to smell the fact that he just dropped one. He just thought, no, nah, I'm not doing that, but I'm just going to drop one of my pants. And then it, it was just, uh, it was just, it's school holidays, mate. Yeah. Yeah, I had to deal with this sort of stuff. And, and, it, and it, 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 it wouldn't have up. happened if Christina was there. I took the kids out on my own. Yeah. It wouldn't happen if she was there. Well, Nathan, that's uh, that's the trials and tribulations of bringing up four kids, mate. It is. Uh, 
highlights around 15. I love the state of the game. Everybody talking about how bad the game was. The game Thursday night was a ripper. The game Friday night was a ripper. High scoring. Essendon and North Melbourne was a ripper too. Yep, and I, I'm going to ditto that. That is the highlight of the round. The fact that there are still good games. And I reckon this time of year, players get a little bit fatigued. Mid-July, it's cold, you're carrying injuries. And the game, I reckon, opened up over the weekend. The games that Eddie had, three in a row, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, real and Sunday, sorry, um, the the uh, dogs the dogs game. No, sorry, Essendon, Essendon, Essendon North. game, North on the, Sunday. The Dogs-Geelong game was good too. Yeah, the Dogs-Geelong. But uh, it just sent, it's opens up a bit. I reckon players get a little bit tired. Yeah. That's why you don't mess with the game. That was my highlight as well. Really good game to kick off the round. Sydney-Geelong, Sydney $1.61, Geelong $2.32. Sydney won four of their last five. That would over Geelong a little bit. Six uh, out of eight against uh, the Cats. You probably would have expected Geelong to beat the dogs last week, but I reckon on this podcast we said we didn't mind the dogs' line of five goals. In the end, they won the game. Um, but uh, I'm going to have to go with Sydney here. I know they've got a couple of injuries, but up there, going to be very hard to beat. Yeah, and gee, the Cats lose this one. They can drop out of the eight. Who would have thought at this stage of the year the Cats might be out of the eight? But I think you're right. Six out of the last eight. They've had the wood over Geelong. They beat Geelong down at Geelong in round six. Their small forwards, Haywood, kicked three in the last quarter. I just think of the SCG. I know they haven't played as well this year. They've been great on the road, the Swans, but you've got to take them at home, Nathan. So uh, you're going to Sydney Geelong yeah. tonight, so you get on a plane soon. Take us through, and obviously I know yeah. what it's like, but what do you do? What do you do after this? Do you get yeah. an Uber? Do you go to the airport? What's your, what's your routine? I'll, because you've, you're a routine I sort am, of guy. I am a routine. I'll race home, Nathan. I'll get uh, I'll get a lift to the airport. Who with? Uh, oh, well, a driver. <laughs> uh, have you heard of a driver, Nathan? <laughs> I have. I've also heard of a taxi as well. Well, you get a cab charge. Have, have a driver. Oh, yeah, yeah no well, that's all right. That's my routine. Yeah. I'll, You're a uh, bit of a rock star, aren't you? Yeah, I'll uh, get to the airport. <laughs> I'll, I'll go into the Virgin Lounge. Yep. Generally, when I get in there, Nathan, I'll get a coffee. I'll sit down. I'll do some homework on the game. Generally, have about an hour in the lounge. Do yep. a little bit of homework uh, on the game tonight. Write some notes. Uh, wait for our flight to be called. Do you associate with the other Channel 7 commentary team at this yes, point? Yes, I do. Yeah, and this, who is it? Well, I think Daisy's on tonight, so I'll probably uh, have a chat to Daisy. Uh, Hamish McLaughlin's on tonight. Brian? Is Brian Brian's there? on tonight, but Brian gets an earlier flight. He likes to get there nice and early. Right. One thing Brian does, I'll just give you an insight into this man, he doesn't wait for the flight to be called because he has to be first onto the plane. <laughs> so he's he, like this. So we'll be sitting in the lounge and we'll see Brian walking out with about 20 minutes to go before boarding. And he just looks at us, gives us that stupid smile that he has and walks out. We know what he's like. He knows that we know. He goes, he has to be standing first in line down at the gate. He has to be first on the plane and he has to put his bag mm. exactly above where he's sitting. <laughs> now, sometimes it's full, so you've got to you put your... A couple of seats yeah, back. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. No, he no. has to. <laughs> he moves the other people's bags out of the way. Um, yeah, so we'll get up to the get up to Sydney, check into the hotel, chuck the suit on and head to the SCG. Do Looking you forward to it. raid the minibar, the chips, the chocolates? First thing I do is have the Pringles yep. uh, and then the Kit Kat. Normally. It's all paid for, obviously, when, you, yeah. when you're travelling. I try to resist but I've never once left the room without having the Pringles. I must admit, Brian, last week we did Thursday night, which was the Richmond-Sydney game. Yeah. Where he was co-calling with Schwatter, yeah. and Schwatter was coming from... Um 
uh, where he lives uh, out in the Dan- uh, the mountains somewhere, and he was he couldn't understand how Schwatter wasn't yeah. there. At, uh, it was ten to six, and yeah. Schwatter was uh, hosting. He yeah. couldn't understand why Schwatter wouldn't have been there yeah. at five o'clock with an hour to go. Like he goes, I've been here since five o'clock, Brandon. I oh, know. I have been here for an hour. This is the other thing. And I did. and he said, I am the main man. Oh, and no. he goes, Schwatter is my underling here, and he's getting here at ten to six. <laughs> you know what else he does? You get an itinerary from uh, Laura at Channel Seven with all the travel times. So what time are you going to get picked up? So we're, we're getting picked up at 25, 20 to 5 tonight from the hotel in Sydney. So that everyone's got the same email. It says 20 to 5, 4.40, right? You'll get a phone call at uh, 4.35 from Brian. He'll be down in the car already asking <laughs> where you are. It's five minutes early, Brian. Yeah. I'll be down there at 22 at the time that it says. And they booked the cars too early as well. Let's move on to the next game, and it is a big one. It's Richmond-Adelaide. Adelaide played pretty good footy last week in the second half. Got a few back now, haven't they? They have. $1.22 the Tigers, won 16 are out the MCG. Adelaide, $4.35. Look, I can't see. I reckon the Tigers have got another gear in them. I was super impressed last week. I thought Sydney were going to knock them off, mm. and they started that way, but they just had that extra gear. I reckon they've got a little bit of improvement to go, the Tigers. Incredible that they kept Sydney to 12 scoring shots. If Sydney didn't Kick straight. It would have been eleven one. It, it should have been. It should have been a lot bigger, shouldn't yeah. it? Richmond should have won that game by more. Yeah, look, I, I tend to agree. They they just look like they're in total sync with each other and potentially getting better. Rioli coming back into that team is huge. He doesn't need a lot of touches. He's no. like Cyril. He just has an impact. Uh, Adelaide. Coming I've never to, seen Jack play a better game. No, nah, I gave him ten on the Sunday. For yeah, the show. absolutely. Uh, Adelaide coming to Melbourne as outsiders, which they are, as you said, 4.30. They've only won four of their last 32 games interstate when they're outsiders. So it'd be hard for uh, the Crows to Good win stat. at the MCG. I think, uh, I think the Tigers win. It won't be easy. Crows have got a few back, but you can't not tip Richmond at the MCG. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Tigers here. Um, and if you're playing with the line, it's an even five goals, which I don't think I'm going to take. I think that 30 and a half points is a big margin, particularly uh, you never know what Adelaide will serve up. Now, we don't have a rant this week. I wanted to more have a discussion because yeah. the proposed rule changes, we obviously hear about them before other people and um, Hawthorne have trialled them. But the two big proposed rule changes are at a stoppage, there might be three on three inside 50 at either end, which would change the game dramatically. Yeah. Yeah. The way. This, that be the biggest change in the history of the game. Yeah, to have look, three pairs at either end, uh, do you like it? I know that they bought the centre square in in the early 70s and that would have been huge at the time. So I guess we do have to understand there have been big changes in the past. That was a big change. It was a good change. I think yep. everyone agrees. Uh, after last weekend, and I've always been a traditionalist, I've been saying all year, I don't think people really care what I say, but I think just leave the game alone. I think it will evolve. Trust it to evolve. Trust it to evolve. And the fact is that the good teams still, still score 100 points. Mm. So if you want to be a good team, you've got to score. So coaches will realise that eventually. I think last weekend was a great sign. Please leave the game alone. The thing that annoys me, the AFL don't own the game. Australian rules football is the game. The AFL administer the Mm. major competition, which is clearly the AFL. But I don't think they have the right to make a rule change like that, and I'll be shattered if they do. And the other one they're talking about is a 20-metre goal square, which would allow, the, I guess, when the point is kicked, to kick it it from, uh, yeah, so 20 metres out. So if you do turn it over Mm. from that kick out, um, it's almost a definite goal Mm. if you have no numbers back. Yeah, look, I... (laughs) That one doesn't worry me as much. It'll look funny, won't it? A big 20-metre goal square coming out. It changes the look of the game. I know. I know. But 
I just hope they don't make any changes. The only change I would like to see is something that could be easily fixed, and that is just bring the interchange down a little bit more. See how that goes for another couple of years. Ten a quarter. Yeah. Ten a quarter. Try that first. Your man Brian brought it up uh, on Thursday night with us. He said try that first because then you don't have a big blight on the game. Yeah. If that doesn't work, then you go to plan B if the game's still ordinary. And we know that uh, 10 years ago there were only, you know, 30 to 40 interchanges a game. Back in 2008, I think the average was 30. Yeah. So let's go back to that first before we make major changes to the fundamental rules of Australian rules football. The Blues are going all right, but the, the Lions are going really well. Uh, winning over in Perth, a dollar forty. The Brisbane Lions, Carlton, two dollars ninety-seven. Charlie Kerno continues to dominate the line. In this one is nineteen and a half, and I reckon I don't mind the Brisbane Lions in this one. Yeah, I think at home it's going to be warm up there. I think it's going to be twenty-six degrees for this one. Uh, I'm tipping Brisbane at the Gabba. They play exciting footy. They can score, and I just can't see Carlton getting a, a big enough score on the board. I know Kerno's in good nick, and so is Cripps. They rely on those two guys too much, uh, and Brisbane are in better form. I'd take. Brisbane. At Sportsbet, we've had some good money on Port Adelaide to win the Premiership. They're $1.13 this week against the Saints, who are $6.05. It must be said, the Saints were $6 last week against the Demons, and uh, very, very short the uh, the Demons were, and they got done. Port Adelaide, $1.13. I'm not going to play in this game, but I'm going to tip Port. Yeah, I think Port Adelaide win at the Adelaide Oval. Uh, I don't think St Kilda will be able to get that run that they got on the MCG. It is a tighter ground. It's, it's a lot narrower than the MCG. The Saints look good when they're in the open uh, play on the MCG. They were able to score heavily against Melbourne, but oh, Look, I think it'd be tough. They have have looked better the last few weeks, St Kilda, but I can't see them winning at the Adelaide Oval. Uh, another good game, and I, I'm, in, I'm looking forward to this game. Hawthorne a dollar forty five at Etihad Stadium. The Western Bulldogs two seventy eight for me. The Dogs at two dollars seventy eight look value. Their last two games there have been outstanding. The line in this game is fifteen and a half. I just think the Dogs are well over the odds at two seventy eight. Yeah, I think so. I find that strange. I mean. The last two weeks, they've been outstanding, the uh, the Western Bulldogs. They they uh, last week made the Geelong defence, which had been the number one defence in the competition, they made them look a little bit yeah. second rate at times, one-on-one. They made them man up. They made them go one-on-one. They didn't let Stewart get that plus one that he likes and get the run and carry out. I've been so impressed with some of the Bulldogs youngsters Pressure. the last few weeks. Um, how good's little Richards? Yeah, Ed Louis, Richards, yeah. Lipinski. Lipinski, Billy Gowers. I, I can't believe Carlton had him in their sights and let him go. Good player, he's isn't a he? great mover. He Norton, can... Norton didn't do a lot on the weekend, nah, but, but what he... he does is good. Gowers can mark the footy, so their youngsters are looking good. I think this is a 50-50 game. Hawthorne have to win this. I mean, they lost the game against the Giants. They have to win this. It's starting to get really tight for spots in the eight. But I'm going to go with the Dogs because it's at Eddie Had Stadium. Well, I am, and I'm going to take a bet on the punt club uh, for the Western Bulldogs. You haven't talked about your punt club. The punt club hasn't been going that well, Matthew, (laughs) to be honest. Uh, We got up to about... Oh, we got over five and a half grand at one stage, right. and that very quickly went down to eleven hundred. Is that because potentially you got ahead of yourself with some of your bets? Maybe I got ahead of myself. <laughs> I had a big bet on West Coast over St Kilda a few weeks back, which put us back. And then a few things like Richmond against Port Adelaide, uh, a couple of twenty-four up promos didn't go off. Melbourne got twenty-three points up against Port Adelaide last week. Yeah, uh, had, Tom McDonald had a shot at goal, didn't kick it. So just it's been the story of a punter, right? Down on right. luck. Right. Like Greg Chappell. He was hitting them okay. He was just getting out. Now, 
<laughs> so last week uh, I got the help of, uh, which I haven't communicated with all my punk right. club members yet because it's been a busy week for me since uh, last Friday night. So, What's happened? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's just been, it's been a busy well, week, you mate. had school holidays. <laughs> had school That's holidays, I did. Um, so what I did was I asked Sportsbet for some help and they gave me a $500 bonus bet. Right. And now I looked at the footy last week, $500 bonus bet, if it's very short, it doesn't work really a bonus bet. So I was like, well, I don't really want to put on a dollar thirty because then you have to turn it over a couple of times and you don't get the money. So what I thought, I said, I'm going no good on the on the on the footy. Let's have a look at the horses. Oh, so right. I had a five hundred dollar bonus bet on a horse called Rolito, which was in race five uh, on Saturday, right. and he absolutely brained the Matthew. What did it pay? Uh, Four dollars. So we got fifteen hundred dollars right. back. So the punt club. It's back. back. It's back. So what are you going to do this week? I'm going to to crack at the Western Bulldogs. Uh, I can't bet tonight, although I'd probably bet Sydney at the line because media people can't bet from midnight the night before a game. So uh, I won't be tipping, I won't be betting in a Richmond game, but I will be having a crack at the Western Bulldogs to win that game. Yeah, not a bad bet. I think they're a very good chance, Nathan. Melbourne Fremantle, $1.14 after last week. I can't back the Demons. I'll I'll tip them to win the game, but I won't be betting in this game. Fremantle, $5.80, who were just as bad as Melbourne last week. Yeah, what's happened to the Ds? All of a sudden, they look very, very exposed yeah. in their defensive 50. You, they're 16th. Once you go in against uh, Melbourne into their defensive 50, you score. Maybe Jake Lee was going better than what yeah, we thought. Yeah, I, I think that's the case. I mean, they're still number one for time in forward half, so their press still works. They're good at contested footy. but Bernie Vince got dropped. He's yeah, dropped off. Once you get through their press, you can score very easily out yeah. the other side against As Melbourne. As Port Adelaide did, 29 yeah. more inside 50s. They should have won that game, Melbourne. Uh, against Port Adelaide. They didn't. They should have won last week. They didn't. But uh, Freo coming to Melbourne. They're a different team away from Perth. They lost to Brisbane in Perth last week. They just hit the wall a little bit. I think their, their form had been okay, Freo. Uh, young team coming to Melbourne. They have to bounce back. There's been question marks on the. I see Simon Goodwin yesterday being asked about whether they got ahead of themselves, which is an easy question to ask, and as if Simon Goodwin's going to go, yes, we did. I mean, I don't know why we ask that question sometimes, but uh, Melbourne will win this one. Time for me to Reminisce, and uh, you're going on an aeroplane today, and we've caught an aeroplane on the way home from LA before, and we're really tired. We're really, really tired. We'd had a big go, uh, and uh, we'd lived in New York for yeah, a month. As so we tell people uh, every week on this show. We got on the air. Uh, actually, before we went to the airport, it must be said that I got online because we were both in economy, and yeah. I upgraded us, and I gave you 72,000 uh, uh, points yeah. so you could upgrade the business. Well, I've uh, never given you, them back. Uh, it's I? okay, Matthew. It's, it, 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 <laughs> It goes around in swings and roundabouts. That's not the premise of my story. The premise of my story was how tired we were, and we could have slept anywhere, but we knew we were going to sleep for a long time. But we sat on the tarmac this day, and as you know, when you've had like a footy trip type thing, as we had for a month, all you want to do is get on the plane and close your eyes. And for some reason, whatever it was, we didn't know because we were going out of our minds that the plane was standing, staying on the tarmac. Yeah, yeah. And you're looking at me going, I've got to go to sleep. You are, you were going out of your mind. You yeah. couldn't understand. And you're not good when you haven't had sleep. No. And I said, mate, you can't go to sleep. You are six foot six. You are 103 kilos. <laughs> Nobody's <laughs> going to get you off this plane if you do. They're going to have to come in with a forklift to get you off the plane if we have to disembark. Yeah, that's a fair point. Two hours it was. And all of a sudden, uh, you'd gone to sleep after 15 minutes. Yeah. And I'm sitting there, had to stay up because one of us had to be sane. In case we had to get off the plane. The hosties kept coming up going, if we have to get up, is he going to be able to wake up? 
I said, I don't think he's going to have to wake. So I think we're going to have to carry him off. And they, they'd actually got the stretcher out by this point to try and uh, just in case, because everyone had to come through the business yeah. class section, they were going to use a stretcher to get you off and I was going to have to be part of that. That could have been an incident. I did not have any clue about this until a Melbourne, uh, until we got to Melbourne. We're one hour out of Melbourne, I woke up. 13 so, hours later. I've never slept like that in my own bed, let alone a plane. I was that tired and uh, you told me. And the hosty? I'm not sure they would have got me off. The hosty came up and he looked at us too and he goes, geez, you boys had a big go, didn't you? Oh. <laughs> I think uh, I think uh, that would have been a disaster. I, I would not have woken up. No. I would have had to be carried off a plane, no, and that, that would have been hard work. There's another Ma- the other plane story you should tell that the the, uh, the incident watching the movie. Maybe next week you can tell that. We one. can uh, where we thought the plane was going to go down. We'll tell yeah, that yeah. next week. North Melbourne Gold Coast north a dollar ten. Gold Coast seven dollars. North should win this comfortably. Yeah, the Gold Coast. Well, I'm just. I'm really worried about what's happening up there at the Gold Coast. I, I, I'm really worried that they're going to lose their two captains. Yeah. That would just be a disaster for that uh, franchise. North Melbourne have to win. They're in, the ra- they're in the race for those last couple of spots in the eight. Got overrun last week against Essendon in a shootout. They need to get back to their hard defensive game, North. When they play that way, they're, they're tough to beat. So this is pretty simple. North win that one comfortably. I was starting to really like the Pies, the way they were playing. And I still like them. But Lyndon Dunn is a bigger out than what people think. He has been the the general in that back yeah. end. Plays taller than what he is. Um, and they're not a tall defence. And he's a big man too. Um, I just think they're going to miss him. Probably just uh, you don't want to miss Trelaw because he's a yeah. very good player who can do things. But you don't want to two well, two I- of their. Top five most important players, they're out in the last two weeks. You can probably replace a midfielder. I know Trelaw's an elite runner, so late in the game, probably not. But you get rotations through there. But you, it's hard when you haven't got another big key defender on your list. That's why I'm worried for the Gold Coast. I think with Dunn doing his ACL at his age, that they've got to get some more key defenders in. I reckon they'll have a big crack at uh, Stephen May. So from, they should. From the Gold Coast. That's why I'm going to go for the Bombers. I think they're up and about. They're playing the footy that we thought they were going to play at the start yeah. of the year. I think I did a parish. Shoot, jump, and I said the bombers are eighteen bucks for the flag. I said this is that's are a pretty good price. To feel it again, are you? I'm starting to get back on board the bombers. I don't think they can make the eight because everything has to go unbelievably right. But this is the Essendon outfit we thought we were going to see this year. Not the one that lost to Carlton. Not the one yeah. that was mid-season sacking their assistant coaches. Uh, but two dollars thirty, I think. They're primed. They're primed to win this. Yeah. Collingwood uh, a dual loss, a dollar sixty-two. The Pies. I think they're too short. So I'm going to go the Bombers in this one. Yeah. Look, Essendon still launch a lot of their attack from their defensive fifty. They rely on Sard and uh, McKenna running the ball out. And when they do that, they look really good. Number one corridor team. I'm not sure Collingwood will let them have that. I know they've. Got, I know Lyndon Dunn's out and all of that. But I think their forward pressure will still be good enough. I think they'll force Essendon into some turnovers. In a close one, I think the Pies can still win. I still can't believe that they played Sard as a defensive half back for, you know, the first six yeah. or seven rounds. It's clear that he is a run and carry player. Yeah. Get the footy. You know, your opponent might kick a few goals, but... You're damaging he's the best the run and carry player in the game, isn't yeah, he? When he brilliant. gets it, puts his head down, he's uh, he's elite in that area. Last game of the round, West Coast GWS. Um, I liked West Coast before I spoke on radio last night in Perth to Paul Hazelby and Carl Langdon as part of our sports bet stuff. Uh, they're all over GWS. They don't think uh, West Coast can win this weekend, and um, I'm going to have to go with them. I'm going to change my mind. I thought West Coast would win, but if they're over there and they, they're they closer to West Coast than what, what we are. What are they saying? They just think GWS will win, and they right. said they said, 
said that they can't see West Coast winning this game. Dollar sixty two West Coast two thirty five, which might make me stay out of the game and not bet on it. Yeah, well, I've watched uh, the GWS play last week. I've never seen a team dominate around the ball like they did. They were plus fifty three in contested possession, and I think it was nearly plus thirty in clearances. Unbelievable domination around the ball, and they still only just got across the line. There's yeah. still there's still some issues inside their Ford fifty without Toby Green and Josh Cameron. Kelly's awesome. Isn't he? Unbelievable player. He, he could win the Brownlow. He is as silky a player as I've ever seen, just about, and that's a big call. But he can get himself out of situations. No other player can. Uh, Shields in good nick. So's Cornelio. Their midfield's, uh, you know, looking pretty good. Uh, oh, gee, the Eagles. All of their forward line out. Yeah, I think you're right. I think I think GWS can get across the line. My best bet of the round is the Western Bulldogs at the line. So the line's 15 and a half. I think you can give that head start against the Hawks. How would our mate be going over in Perth? One of our good mates, Warren Coford, the fitness advisor, he... He was strutting like no man's ever strutted about a month ago. He was. He used to. He grew up in Bendigo with me. Then he he was our fitness yeah. coach at Richmond. Yeah, and he was taking. I guess liberties that he was the reason why West Coast yeah. Eagles were where they were this year. Not uh, anything to not do Simon, with Adam Simpson. <laughs> not Kennedy, not Darling, not Gaff, me, Warren Coford, the fitness coach. He was strutting around like he was uh, the greatest coach the game had ever seen, Jock McCall. He's the fitness coach. You know what was funny was the day we were watching uh, them warm up. It might have been a final or a Friday night game and, and the ball hit him on the head in the warm up and he fell over <laughs> and broke his ankle <laughs> pre-game. That was a Nick Natton. Nui, uh, low-flying torpedo that flushed him. <laughs> it was funny footage. We shouldn't laugh at him getting injured, but nah. it was pretty hilarious. Uh, all the best, Kof. We hope nah. you're all right over there. You got anything for us uh, before we let us go? Yeah, a little bit. Nathan, uh, off the back of Cyril Rioli retiring. Uh, players, you've got to move into another job, don't you, once you finish playing footy? But back in the early days, back in the early 90s, everyone had to work full-time. And I was thinking, what's Cyril going to do when he retires? And I, I thought back to the 90s when everyone had a job, full-time job. So you had to train at night, five o'clock, and most players worked eight till four in a full-time job. And and some of the jobs that the clubs used to get you were pretty ordinary. Mm -hmm. And I think back to a good friend of ours, Ben Harrison, who played at Carlton, the Western Bulldogs in Richmond. He came across from Tasmania, and his mum, Anne, a great great lady, Anne, her only stipulation when he was drafted was that Carlton made sure that they put him into a solid career off the field, okay? <laughs> and they gave Mrs. Harrison assurances that Ben would have a solid nine-to-five job. If his football career didn't work out, he could... Uh, Move he, up in the corporate could, world. Yeah, look. So you know where they got him a job? The Carlton Just football Just before club. that, they put Diesel uh, and Craig Bradley into printing. Yeah. Uh, Kurt, Kernahan. Yeah, all into printing. Which, so. which was a good industry to get into. The yep. printing industry, but not our mate Harrow. No, I don't think they rated Harrow quite as highly <laughs> as Diesel and Craig. Where'd they get him a job? They got Ben a job at this Carlton Cemetery, <laughs> digging graves. Can you believe? He was a grave digger. He came over from Tassie, and not the sort of job you want when you're playing AFL footy. You got to go to training and train for two or Dig three holes. He was exhausted by the time he got to him train. Him and Matty Allen. Him and Matty Allen. So anyway. That job didn't last long. Mrs. Harrison put her foot down. They got him a Is job. Is it fair to say they used to sleep on the graves when they got tired? They did. They used to sunbake <laughs> like lizards on rocks. Uh, anyway, uh, Harrow 
kicked up a stink. Mrs. Harrison wasn't happy either. They got him a job at uh, Ticketmaster at the Carlton Footy Club there. Matty Allen decided he would go into his own business, okay? Him and Adrian Hickmont, who played at Carlton, they decided they'd start a gardening business, okay? They went out and bought a ute, whippersnippers, lawnmowers, all the gear. They spent thousands of dollars getting this gardening business up and running. They put flyers around the footy club. Their first customer was a director at Carlton, okay? Lived in uh, Canning Street, North Carlton, in a beautiful uh, Victorian terrace, double storey, magnificent home. Their first client, Hickmont and Allen, roll up. Uh, the director's wife came out and said, look, all I want you to do is some general weeding, just clean up the garden front and back. Okay, she left, gave them the keys, left. Came home that night and they're standing out the front all proud, waiting to be paid for their first ever gardening job. Matty Allen and Adrian Hickmont had no clue about anything to do with gardening, okay? <laughs> she rolls up, she looks at them, she looks at her garden and bursts into tears. And they're standing there thinking they've done a magnificent job. And then she pointed out to them that Matty Allen had taken down all of her award-winning rose bushes. He thought they were weeds, the rose bushes. He whippersnippered the whole thing. <laughs> Every single rose bush they were award-winning. That was their first and last job gardening. She complained to Carlton, the director of Not Happy, ruined her prize award-winning roses. Matty Allen, you idiot. Uh, nice work, Richo. Well, round 16 is here. Have a great night in Sydney Thanks, mate. tonight and as always. Good luck with the rest of the school holidays. Gamble responsibly. (laughs) 